0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Literally Love That For You. I'm Arama and I'm Mackenzie and today we are back with another episode. This one is going to be all about our Europe trip finally.
1: We're so excited. We've been wanting to do this forever. That's one of the main reasons we started the podcast was to kind of just go through our crazy adventures and boy was Europe a crazy adventure. (laughs)
0: Yes, it was. It was a wild time. It's going to be so fun to share them all. This episode is just going to be the first little half of our our quarter. I guess we're filming four, three episodes? Four. Four? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this episode is just going to be like the first little quarter of our trip, and we're just going to dive right into how the whole trip started and just our whole experience with the beginning. But before we get into that we're going to talk about our past three weeks.
1: So for me, uh, my past three weeks have been really good. I've been really settling into the quarantine lifestyle. Things are opening up more, but things are also still locked down. It's still weird. We're in like a weird transition period. So I'm just trying to be like, just, go with the flow I've learned just to let go and relax I've seen a rama a few times from a six feet apart distance yes <laughs> although we both realized that we live super close together and have not seen each other that much and we realized how dumb we are so we're gonna change that
0: <laughs> yeah that's something we need to fix like I don't know why we we're all like oh my gosh it's a pandemic like we can just see each other from afar we don't have to like go into each other's homes but
1: well, we live like but... 10 minutes apart and uh We've seen each other all like three times in person, like (laughs) a distance. And I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? But that's been good. Yeah, it's been all good on me. What about you, Rama?
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. My past couple of weeks. So I guess just from my end, I finally finished my spring class, which is like, yay. Yay. So happy for that to be done because I was just kind of overstudying. But, you know, overall, the class went really well. So I'm super happy with that. And then I also had, literally all of my siblings are graduating this year. It's really an unfortunate year for my family. Yeah. But yeah, my sister's graduating from university. I have one brother graduating from high school and another graduating, air quotes, from junior high. So um, this past couple of weeks, we've had all of their like kind of social distancing grads so i know for my brother in high school we got to do a little like drive-by grad situation where everybody was like in their cars and then like the grad would get out when it was their turn walk across the stage and then you get back in the car it was really fun i was really glad that the school did some things it was so cute just to see like all the kids like walking across the stage and it was nice like i feel like it was a good kind of like mix of situations just because they can't have like obviously a regular grad, but it was kind of nice if you like signed up at the same time as your friends, you could kind of like wait on the sidelines in your car and like see your friends walk the stage. So I thought that was a good idea. But yeah, I feel like honestly, not that much else has really happened for me. It's been pretty casual. We're chilling. I feel like I need to find some summer plans. So that's going to be, my next step. I feel like I'm just going to have to figure out what to do from here, but I'm excited.
1: We'll figure it out. We're in this together. <laughs> on to our optimistic moment. Take it away, Arama.
0: Yes. Yeah, so on to our optimistic moment. So I felt like because of the state of the world, it is only fitting that I talked a little bit about the Black Lives Matter movement. So obviously this has been a very emotionally taxing time for I feel like a lot of individuals, but it's also brought a lot of change and a lot of good. So for right now, I thought I'd just talk about some of the wins that we've been having with the movement. I'm just getting this off of a post I saw on Instagram for what the protests have done for the Black Lives Matter movement. We've increased Derek Chauvin's murder charges. There has been an official three charges and three arrests now of the officers that were the ones that killed George Floyd. There was a reopening of Breonna Taylor's case. There has been so many donations and so many investments from so many great communities and so many great businesses into Black Lives Matter, different organizations, and just for people of color in general. And it's just been such a great movement. And so I thought I'd also take this time to just talk about some other actionable steps that you guys can take in case you haven't seen them already all over your social media. I just think that it's super important just to educate yourself in this time so that we can continue to see more change. So I think that there are some Netflix documentaries that you can watch. So you can watch 13th, that one's a really good one. And you can also watch movies like The Hate You Give, which is also a book. And then there's things you can read like white fragility, the new Jim Crow, all of that stuff that I think is just really powerful. And just making sure that you're having like open discussions with your friends and family, because I think that this is such a powerful time for change. And so, yeah, that's just the little optimistic moment for now. Do you have anything to add, Mackenzie?
1: No, I think it's great that the protests and that there's been so much attention brought to this because it's something that a lot of people have to deal with every single day so i'm really glad that they're starting to get some momentum and I hopefully mm-hmm. momentum continues and it does not plateau or stagnate because this is something that really needs to be addressed in a lot of people's lives
0: yes i am like nobody is going to rest nobody is going to stay silent until we arrest brianna taylor's murderers uh, like great. i cannot like, we are going, like, people think this is over, their feeds are going back to normal, but I say no, we are going to keep going until we get those men arrested.
1: I but, 100% <laughs> agree.
0: Yeah, so that was our little optimistic moment slash educational moment of the podcast. But Ooh, think-
1: educational moment, we should throw one yes. of those in our podcast. We should,
0: I think they kind of go hand in hand with, like, here's some good news, and then, like, here's some actionable stuff so
1: you can go along with it. Perfect. We just made a new segment on the spot. Look at that, guys.
0: <laughs> We're just really innovative. Like, quarantine is just really doing us well.
1: Perfect. So awesome. We want to do a really quick disclaimer for you guys before we start the actual meat and <laughs> potatoes of our episode.
0: Yeah, just for the little disclaimer, these episodes are just going to be a story time, so... It's just going to be us kind of like recapping our little trip, talking about our favorite moments and that kind of stuff. If you guys want travel tips and all of that, we'll be doing those in later episodes.
1: Uh, we want to kind of have like a place where we can relive our story. Um, it's pretty entertaining. So you we want, well, we think it's entertaining. So we wanted to share it with you guys. We also do not want to call anyone out. So we, oh, are, yes. using fake na- <laughs> we are using fake names. Cause uh, we just want to make sure that like keep everyone's privacy protected just kind of thing. But we're like going to make sure that uh, we kind of tell the story like the way that we saw it and like the way that we experienced it. We find it really entertaining and we hope you guys do as well. Yeah so let's get into it. (music) Now I just want to quickly kind of go through how we decided to go on this trip because you guys have heard a lot about it, and I think you may have heard the story. But we want to do like a really quick overview of how we even ended up on this crazy adventure in the first place. So we were actually in our favorite building ever on campus when so we were talking about traveling, and I said that I've always wanted to go to Europe, in specific Paris. That's my that was my dream place I wanted to go. And Rambo was like, "Heck yes, let's go, let's do this."
0: <laughs> yeah. So pretty much. I was like, yeah, this is fun. Like kind of thought Mackenzie was joking, like 70% thought she was joking, maybe like 30% serious. But then out of nowhere, Mackenzie comes back with like spreadsheets full of different options of trips (laughs) that we can take. And long story short, months later, the trip was booked.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so this is like, we really became friends like September. Of like 2017, like when we first started university, like we knew each other before then a little bit, but like September is like when we kind of like became good friends. Mm-hmm. In April we booked the trip, like not even a year yeah. later.
0: <laughs> it was pretty speedy, but like zero regrets. Zero. zero,
1: zero. It was great. Everyone always was like, "How long have you been friends?" And, like not even a year. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> it was funny, but yeah, it was great. So just to move into I guess some more details on how the trip works, so we decided to go with the Kon-Tiki travel group and so pretty much this is just a group tour and we had about fifty two people on the trip and we went to eight different countries in a span of ten days
1: It was super quick, just like us booking the trip everything about this trip was just fast um, we also had like group excursions that were optional but we also had group excursions that were like part of like the tour itself um but we also had lots of free time to do whatever you want that's what i was that's what we we're kind of worried about going in is that we didn't have a lot of free time but that was definitely not the case we had a lot of time that we were able to do what we wanted with who we wanted but we also had a lot of time to do stuff with the group so it was a great half and half experience
0: yeah i think it's definitely a good option if like you're kind of new to traveling on your own because you kind of get like the best of both worlds but yeah exactly So now we are going to get into the actual story time. So we're going to start all the way back before we even got on the plane at the airport. So if you want to take it off, Mackenzie.
1: Nice pun there. So (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even say that so when we were going to london we had this joke at the time that we arama ran on arama time and i was on mckenzie time mckenzie time was always five ten fifteen minutes early and arama time was always five ten fifteen minutes late and that's yeah. how we'd quantify time we'd be like hey we're, the party's starting at six that arama mckenzie time and then we that's how we figure out when we we're going to get there and we found a great way to work not like that so much anymore i feel like we've kind of shifted we're both more On time in general, but like back in the day, that's how it worked. So, my catching time was a little bit more than 15 minutes early. I wanted to be there like four hours before a flight left. (laughs) Like, no joke, four hours
0: before the flight left.
1: I was stressed. It's my first time leaving the continent. I've only gone to the USA twice before this. Like, I've like canada Alberta is my home and so i was like super stressed out i was like left super early around on the other hand traveled a lot more than me so uh she didn't need to be there that
0: early see i i definitely agreed with Mackenzie just because this was like my first time like traveling together and like other than like when i travel with my parents the only other person i've traveled with is my sister so i was like it's definitely a good idea for us to be like Early, But then I remember when I told my mom that Mackenzie wanted to be four hours early, she literally laughed and she was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. (laughs) So I think Mackenzie probably waited for me at the airport for at least an hour because I think I got there like two and a half maybe two hours and 45 minutes before our flight left and she was there much before that
1: much before that But it it's fine when rama came it was all good I, I knew i was being excited i was just really excited to go i was excited to go on this adventure i was like ready to go she finally showed up i went to go check my bag she does not check bags i was another problem <laughs> Yeah, so usually if I'm going on,
0: like, a shorter trip, I will always just bring a carry-on just because I think it's just a lot easier because I don't want to lose my stuff. I'm, like, always super paranoid that I'm going to lose my bag. So I always find that if I'm going on, like, a shorter vacation where I can pack everything in a carry-on, I just do it that way because then I have it on me. But Mackenzie was checking a bag, so we ended up going to get her bag checked. And for some reason, they also wanted to, like – weigh my bag too which i don't know if this is like a rule or whatever because every time i've traveled this has like never happened to me before it's just always if it fits in that little compartment that it would fit above the plane you're like good to go but they made me weigh my suitcase this time and of course because i overpack it was over the weight limit or whatever so that was a bit of a struggle with me having to take everything out and rearrange my suitcase
1: Yeah, she was literally on the floor in the middle of the airport while my parents are looking on, and she's running extra shoes, extra water bottles, extra everything back to her mom in the parking lot. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because I was just not really prepared to have to take all my stuff out, but it was honestly fine because, like I said, I am an overpacker, so I mean, I didn't need like two to three reusable water bottles. That was a bit excessive. I think I had like six pairs of shoes for like a 10-day trip that was a bit excessive. So
1: it was nice. It was good <laughs> <laughs> to her to take some stuff out. But yeah, so then like we went there, once she finally got her bag under the weight limit, we went forward, all was fine. We got online security. And arama has a tendency, she told me, that she always, gets ran- she always gets randomly checked for security. And I was like, well, today's gonna be different. And you know what? It was different because I got checked for security, <laughs> not her.
0: <laughs> yeah I swear, it was so funny because we we're in line for security and I'm in front of Mackenzie at the time but then I realized that I forgot to take my Fitbit off so I go behind her because I'm like oh I have to go put this back in my like little bin go behind her go to put my um Fitbit back in the bin Mackenzie step up and she gets randomly checked so I'm like if I had not switched I swear I would have been the person who was randomly checked oh 100% <laughs>
1: like our would have been randomly checked but no of course I was randomly checked and which was like fine, all was good. Except I forgot to mention that I had a money belt on. So I went to like the x-ray machine, they're like, what's on your waist? So I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Like can out. But it, it was good. No hiccups. We're fine.
0: Yeah, so we finally make it all the way through the airport. We boarded our plane. And we were just so ready to take off and actually get to Europe. But then, of course, we get placed behind most insane passenger of all time. <laughs> like, Listen, oh my gosh.
1: Crazy. So we wrote journals on, all, like, on our whole trip. That's how we're remembering all this, because it was two years ago. Um, I think I have three pages on this guy on the plane. I don't even know his name. <laughs> like, literally, he was crazy. He was, like, the most insane passenger ever. I literally wrote, and I quote, I judged this man so thoroughly that he made the whole plane experience the worst ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, he was just one of those passengers where you're like, just please for everybody's sake just stop like i felt so bad for the flight attendants because the second we got on the plane he starts complaining that it's too hot and like the air conditioning's not on and i'm like well obviously the plane hasn't started yet like people are boarding so he's being so excessive there he complained about his food he complained about his coffee like it was just one thing after the other
1: yeah i wrote in here that he took his coffee with six creams and four sugars i mean like at that point like, I'm all for some cream and sugar and coffee, but at that point, is it even coffee? Especially since it's, like, a little tiny cup. Like, that's basically the whole cup. Like, no, it was definitely
0: cream and sugar with a side of coffee. <laughs>
1: like Yeah, and at the end, apparently, he was burping, and he was, like, leaning back, and he was, like, kicking the seat in front of him. I'm just glad I was not the passenger in front of him. Mm-hmm. He, like, stopped the by a time of every 40 seconds, like the flight attendant would be going down. And she'd like, put your seatbelts on. He's like, well, I, can I had another coffee? And she's like, sir, like, we're in turbulence. This is not for your comfort right now. Put your seatbelts on. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah, so that was just a time and a half. But after that crazy what was it like nine hour ride we yep. finally made it to
1: london yeah that was super excited we didn't get any sleep on the plane neither of us could sleep on planes uh so when we landed we were up for like i think 18 hours at that point
0: yeah no it was a long time and of course in classic arama fashion went to the bathroom and what did i do left my phone in the washroom
1: right so Arama had two phones oh, she yes. had a phone that she would have take pictures on and then a phone that she could like actually use she switched the sim cards out between them so uh, she left one of them in the bathroom we literally weren't even in London for five minutes
0: <laughs> yeah no this was definitely within like the first five minutes getting off the plane go to the washroom leave one of my phones on, I don't even know, I think it was on the counter or something like that, walk out, Mackenzie and I are about to board a whole train to leave the airport and luckily this lovely lady comes running out of the bathroom and brings me my phone and she's like, you left it on the counter. And I'm like, yup, yeah, this, is, this is very me. This is very me.
1: Right. We're like, this is, our trip's off to a great start. As you can tell, that's literally just our trip and so much has happened already. <laughs> but when she finally got to london she got her phone we got off the plane and left the weird guy behind it was fine we ended up board, like grandma said we boarded a train we took that train which is way more confusing than calgary trains <laughs> and we took a train to another train to the underground london underground and basically we we're just trying to find our hotel where we we're gonna put our stuff um, and meet the rest of the crew at contention
0: yeah so I don't know why I thought this entire experience was going to be a lot easier, but it definitely wasn't. We got so 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 lost trying to figure out where this hotel was. We were trying to look find like street signs, but in London the street signs are like on the building, which we just weren't expecting coming from Canada. So we would like walk around in circles just trying to find a street sign. <laughs>
1: And of course, our GPSs wouldn't work. Remember that? Yeah, like, it was they'd so go weird. One direction, and then we end up having to go the other direction. we would be like circling around. It was just a mess.
0: Yes, but after the biggest GPS struggle of the century, we <laughs> finally made it to the Contiki basement, and from there we could leave our bags and everything, and then we got to go explore the rest of
1: London. Yeah, London was super pretty, super cool. I was, like, not really sure what to expect, but, like, it was really, really gorgeous. We literally were, like, super tired, but yeah, we went to, like, Buckingham Palace, which was, like, gorgeous. It was so pretty, and we witnessed people almost getting run over there. Yeah, I just don't
0: know if this is just, like, a general thing in Europe, or if this was just, like, something that we saw, but for some reason, cars just don't stop for pedestrians. Like... They just, they just go. Like, people would be crossing the street in front of Buckingham Palace, and this car was just, like, literally about to run them over, like, laying on the horn and just, like, driving forward with, like, full force.
1: Yeah, we have this video watching this group of people, and this car literally just slamming on it. You're just panning the camera. It's like, oh, look at Buckingham Palace. So pretty. Please ignore the people getting hit by cars. Like,
0: Yeah, no, it was absurd. I don't know if that's just the thing in Europe that, like pedestrians just don't have the right-of-way because that is very different from, like, here in Canada. <laughs>
1: but, but yeah, super cool experience nonetheless. Yeah. Because, like, I after Buckingham Palace, we ended up going to Westminster Abbey, and we took some really awesome photos there. Mm-hmm. Really dope as a ramble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, my new favorite word, dope. <laughs> <laughs> and so from Westminster Abbey, we went to the Parliament Building, and then from there we went to go see... Big Ben and the London Eye.
1: And the Big Ben, uh, we were we could not find it for the life of me. I was getting mad at my GPS again. She's like, we can't do your GPS is not working. Where's the Big Ben? This should be so obvious. Guys, it's under construction.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty tragic.
1: <laughs> so we were standing there the whole time by the private building. It's like, where the heck is Big Ben? And we had no idea where it was. We we're standing right under it. We couldn't tell because it was under refurbishment.
0: Yeah, because I was like, I had been to Big Ben like years and years and years ago when I had been to London, and I remember that it was right by the London Eye. So I was like, how is it possible that they moved it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it was there. I couldn't see it because it was just covered in like tarps.
0: Yeah, but that was a little upsetting. But after that, we hopped back on the tube and we went back to our hotel. And we actually got to meet everybody that was going to be on this Contiki trip. Which was
1: super cool. Like we said, there was 52 of us total. That's including us. So we ended up doing this, like, walking tour where we would walk with this tour guide. And we kind of, like, got to meet and talk with everyone. And it was, like, super cool. We met some of our, our friends there that we ended up spending the rest of the trip with and doing different things with. Um, but it was, like, super fun, honestly. Getting to talk to people, seeing where people were from. Kind of, like, had a nice little, like, conversations while they walk around europe the only downside was at this point we still haven't slept we haven't eaten since we got off the plane and we just went on like a four-hour walk ourselves yeah i've been looking forward to another 90 minute walking tour because we're like my feet were killing me i was super tired hungry overall cranky
0: yeah for sure. It was definitely a lot of walking that day, but once we finally made it through the tour, we actually got to go off and just do our own thing.
1: Yeah, the, um, on the walking tour, I got some really cool facts. One of my favorite facts that I love is that England has a street called Petty France. I just love <laughs> throughout europe everyone's just hating on france i just don't know what france did but it's just so funny to me so i feel like there's a few more facts that will get brought up where literally european cities and countries in general just hate on france
0: for sure like it was so funny but yeah so that was pretty much the entire tour And then after that, we got to go off and finally get some food, which was so nice because, like we said, we were starving at this point.
1: Starving. Like, we didn't eat. I've here we didn't eat for 18 hours. And by the time we went to bed that night, we were up for, like, 34 hours, which is really odd for us because we never do all-nighters, ever. Yeah,
0: no, not ever. But But we ended up just kind of walking around with the two friends that we met at this point, Zara and Ashley, and we were trying to find a pub to eat in, but it was it was just so annoying because it was like, I think it was like a Friday or a Saturday at the point when we were there, and literally every single pub was like full or like closed or like they didn't have vegetarian food or like it was just, it was a mess, so
1: yeah we walked around forever because where we were there's like a 60 pubs there or something was like the pub like the pub go-to and we were trying to find our vegetarian food for a rama and i was just really cranky and i feel like I did not make a very good first impression because i just needed food in me and i was starving <laughs> and we literally would walk in they're like no 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 table and walk back out walk in no vegetarian food walk back out walk in all's oh, clothes closed okay, walk back out, to, like... <laughs> Over and over and over again. Yeah.
0: So after that happened, we finally found this great place called The Brewmaster. They had a table. They had vegetarian food. They had great drinks. It was overall a great time. Thoroughly enjoyed my meal, probably because I was starving, but it was good. Yeah,
1: it was very good. We ended up eating. We had a couple drinks with our newfound friends, Zara and Ashley, like Arama said. And then we ended up walking home in the drizzling rain. I mean, like, what is more London than that?
0: It was just, it was so much fun. It was
1: like a great end to a great day. And yeah. We ended up having to get breakfast because we weren't, we were leaving really early next day. So we went to some little convenience store that happened to still be open and Mm -hmm. we got breakfast food, but I don't think we ever ate it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, because as you'll see, like continuing into the next day, the bus was leaving at like six forty-five that we needed to take. So we ended up waking up at like six a.m. and it was just this whole big rush. So I don't think we did ever end up eating the food that we went to the convenience store to get, but it was fine.
1: Yeah, like Grandma so said, we got on the bus. Um, apparently, this whole fiasco. Neither of us remember this. We didn't think we were going to get to the bus on time because we woke up late or something.
0: I, I just have this randomly written in my journal that. We woke up at 6.02 and the bus was leaving at 6.45, so we were like pretty much just going around our hotel room, making sure everything was packed up, getting everything ready, and just kind of packing our day big for when we got to Amsterdam because that's where we were going next because pretty much your suitcases get put under the bus and so you don't have access to them while you're on the bus. You pretty much have to take everything that you're going to need for that time being and put it in your backpack. So I just have this, like, randomly, like, written down. We were, like, rushing around like crazy people trying to check out of our hotel. And we were, like, waiting for our new friends, Ashley and Zara. But they were, like, running late. So we were, like, panicking that we were going to miss the bus. But it all worked out okay. Okay.
1: But yeah, we were like really excited. Uh we were going to Amsterdam and we had to go across the English Channel. We ended up going through four countries this day because uh that's how we just get to Amsterdam. We went from and England to France to Belgium and then to Amsterdam. So we ended up going to uh the English Channel so we had to go on this huge ferry for like ninety minute trip or something like that. And it was crazy.
0: Yeah, I literally, it was so much fun. I really enjoyed being on the ferry. And I just remember it was so funny because before we got onto the ferry, we crossed from Um, London, England into France and because we did that we had to show them our passports because we had crossed borders so I just remember they were like okay we need to be like respectful make sure when you guys go up to talk to like the French officials that you like try and speak like a little bit of French just to like show respect and I was like "All right, I'm so ready for this like I'm like I'm from Canada I mean I took a couple years of French back in like elementary and junior high like I was so ready so I'm like practicing what I'm gonna say and so I finally get up to the French official and I'm like bonjour Like, expecting him to talk back. He just says, hello, grabs my passport, looks at it, and then just waves me through. And I was like okay, well, that was anti-climactic. Like, I was really prepared to, you know, just, like, speak French here and, you know, whatever. It's fine.
1: Yeah, the same thing happened to me. I didn't even try. I was like, a, like, I didn't think I had that bad of a French accent. I did look a little bit of French. Like, <laughs> like I recognize that my French accent
0: is trash. But I was just, like, hoping that he'd be like, oh, like, you know, she's putting in the effort. She's Canadian. Like, let me... No, he didn't. He didn't even give me the time of day. It's fine. <laughs>
1: We went to go on the ferry. It was super cool. We got eaten an English breakfast and gave us a full cooked tomato and I was very confused on what to do with it because I've never like seen it before. And I remember asking everyone, I'm like, what do I do with this? Like, am I just supposed to eat this whole tomato? And apparently yes. And that was like, that was actually really good. I'm glad I tried it. It was a good time
0: yeah i love a good full english breakfast i think they are just such a great meal definitely the whole tomato is weird i feel like i normally get it like sliced up but this was just like a whole cooked tomato but you know i wasn't mad i love tomatoes what i just found so funny though was as we found out for the rest of our Europe trip you have to pay for everything there like i literally wrote down in my journal that you had to pay for ketchup and salt and pepper and i'm like what yeah yeah because I like literally wrote down the I remember because it was like a hash brown and some eggs and like I got vegetarian sausage and stuff and I went back to ask for ketchup salt and pepper and it was all an extra cost
1: wow I don't remember that's so funny
0: yeah so that was just the start of us recognizing that you pay extra for pretty much everything in Europe
1: (laughs) If it's not listed you don't get it yeah yeah, it was like really funny because we were the only dumb ones to go up on the top of the ferry or like the balcony. I'm not too sure boat names, but we went out like outside the balcony. Oh my gosh, the wind was so strong. I physically thought I was going to get blown away. I physically thought my wind, my phone was going to get blown away. We're trying to take videos, and all I can hear is just the wind, like just crazy pictures of hair and faces. It was like so much fun, but we're like, you literally, I did not realize how fast boats go. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was going so fast. It was crazy. Like, you literally couldn't even open your eyes.
1: Like, not at all. Like, we were, literally, and we were out there for so long, too.
0: <laughs> I feel like we were trying to get, like, a cool, like, video of our, like, hair blowing in the wind. But it was really just, like, blowing into our eyes. And we just couldn't see anything. So.
1: So, it was, like, obviously a fail on our end. <laughs> but everyone else on inside, enjoying, like, the view from inside. And we're on the top of the ferry, like, trying to take a picture. Like... <laughs> Yeah, just
0: a <laughs> Oh goodness, but yeah. So once we finished the fairy experience, we got back on our little tour bus thing, and we got to play this really fun game.
1: Yeah, I can't. I think the tour guide called it speed dating. Yeah. If you're on the outside of, the, like, there's two seats. So if you're on the window seat, you stay there, and the aisle seat moves. Uh, one seat up every five minutes. That way, you got to talk to half of the group and get to know them better. Um, I remember writing in here that I was annoyed a little bit because we missed all. We almost missed all of Belgium. It took like almost two and a half hours of straight talking as we drove through Belgium, and so we never. I never really got to see much of it because we were spent all that time interacting with people so i remember mm-hmm. being like oh like kind of sucky we've got to drive through belgium i couldn't even see it but like wasn't a huge deal because i was really glad kinda met some really cool people on this trip
0: yeah i really enjoyed the speed dating game because i think that i wouldn't have talked to everybody on the trip if it weren't for these like little activities and games that we did so it was just kind of cool getting to like talk to all the different people find out where everybody was from and like all their different ages because this He trip it was like for people ages 18 to like 35 i think it was right yeah so then it was kind of cool getting to just like see everybody like where they're from how old they were all that different stuff and like see who had come with who and who was just like doing a whole solo trip so yeah
1: yeah, one of my favorite stories from that drive-in game is we military man. So he asked me where I was from, and I told him that I was from Canada, and then he pointed out all the other Canadians on the box, asked me if I knew him. I said no. So he asked me where I was from. I said, well, like I, he asked me, like, more specifically where I was from. I was like, oh, like, Alberta, Calgary. And he's like, oh, like, like what state that over? And I was like, oh, like, Montana. And he's like, Montana's a state? And I'm like, but... <laughs> Because she was from the States. So I'm like, she was from the States, didn't know where Montana was. So I'm like, you're never going to know where I'm from.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is just something I find so funny about meeting Americans. It's just, they're like, not all of them. I shouldn't speak for all Americans. Just like a good chunk of the ones I've met know very, very, very little about Canada. And it's always so funny because... You tell them that you're from Canada, and they're like, "Oh, where?" And I'm like, "I don't really think you're gonna know, but like, it's fine." So you go and you'll be like, "Oh, I'm from Calgary," and they're like, "Oh, is that near Toronto?" And you're like, "No, not at all. Like other side of the country." And they'll be like, "Oh, so like next to Vancouver?" And I'm like, "Well, like, not really. That's like 12-hour drive away from Vancouver, but you know, you're getting closer." And they're like, "Oh, closer to Toronto then?" And I'm like sure at this point i'm from toronto let's just go with that
1: (laughs) yeah it was just it's so funny being able to talk to them they try so hard i really appreciate the effort guys
0: yeah but after we finished that little driving game we stopped over in belgium for a little bit of a break and we decided to go to mcdonald's i don't know why we went to a whole new country new city new place and we still chose to eat mcdonald's but like it's fine
1: <laughs> yeah we got these flurries and then our, um it was really good I was, we were able to customize the flurry which at the time you weren't able to do here i know you can do that now oh, but at the can? time it was a really new thing yeah if you go into mcdonald's and you use like the order thing like you go in and, like place your order on the thing you can customize all your food now that's really cool okay and, like, I, my favorite mcflurry is like hot fudge and caramel with oreo that wasn't a thing. That's really do that cool. Bel- yeah, you so do that now, but in Belgium, like at the time, you couldn't do that. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good. And then, after- oh yeah, we also found out in Belgium that you had to pay for washrooms.
0: Yes, and that goes on round two of things that you have to pay for in Europe that you don't have to pay for in Canada, because we ended up going to use the washroom at this little like stopover in Belgium that we went to. And it was just so interesting because you, like, go up and you, like, can't go through without having to, like, put money in this, like, turnstile. And I was like, what? Like, you have to pay for the washrooms here? And it was just, it was a very interesting experience. But turns out pretty much all over Europe you have to pay for washrooms. And I guess the reason they do it is so you can, like, pay for, like, the cleaning services and stuff to keep the washrooms, like, extra clean and whatever. Which, in my opinion, I don't think the washrooms were any cleaner than they are in Canada. But, like, whatever. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was like where you pay like a euro or like something like that, and you get half of it back when you're finished if you had like cashed in. You got, you, then you got like a little coupon for like the other half that you're allowed to use in the convenience store. And I was like, this doesn't really get me much, but thank you. Yeah,
0: it was. I mean, it is what it is. This it is, is where like, our little saying for the whole trip came, which was, it isn't wrong, it's just different.
1: And that was definitely different. Super cool. But different. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And of course, we're not even saying that, like, any of these, like, experiences are wrong and everything. It was just, like, not something that we had experienced before. So that was our little, like, saying for the trip, which we just all found really funny.
1: Yeah, 100%. But, yeah, none of this was ever wrong with telling our experiences because from Canada, we do not have to pay for washrooms or for ketchup. So, yeah. (laughs) perfect yeah then we finally got to amsterdam and surprisingly since we had such an early start we have quite a few hours there to kill as well yeah so i think
0: after we kind of checked into our hotel and then we um had dinner and everything there we got to go on this really fun like canal river cruise thing
1: that was Super fun, super cool. Upstairs, free booze. <laughs> we were all on the river and on Amsterdam, and then you know how amsterdam known one's like the canals and stuff. Not as much as Venice, but still really well known. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like getting night out, and they had like a roof down. We were just like we we're all talking with the group. And thanks to the whole speed dating thing, we knew a lot of who people were. we taking cute photos. We're singing funny songs. You got to see um the Anne Frank house as Mm -hmm. well as one of the I am Amsterdam signs so it's also it was just lots of fun in general
0: yeah like it was definitely a good time and I'm really glad that we went on it there was like free alcohol which kind of which was good but like what kind of sucked for me was that free alcohol was like wine and beer which is just that's not my kind of drink but like it was fine we made do (laughs) we tried (laughs) rosé and not a fan but it wasn't bad
1: yeah There was a, we drank a lot of things that weren't necessarily, we didn't necessarily like, so I don't know why we did, but you know, new experience. New experiences,
0: it was free, why not? (laughs) Yeah, so pretty much after we got off the canal, um, most of the group was going to one of the optional activities, which was a sex show in the Amsterdam Red light District. Mackenzie and I weren't really in the mood for that. (laughs) So we decided with a couple of our other like friends that we've met on the trip that we were actually going to go find a club instead. But we still walked with the rest of the group through the red light district, which was honestly just a super cool experience. I highly recommend if you go to Amsterdam to go to the red light district because it's just, at least for like us being from Canada, it was just a very different like cultural experience.
1: Yeah, it was super cool going through it. It was, like, very different than what we're used to, but it was, like, super neat, and it was, like, a really cool cultural experience. Like Arama said, you should go and take a look at it. It was really cool. There's a bunch... It was, like, really red. Honestly, I, <laughs> I thought it was just a name, and then I realized that everything was red, and I was like, oh, you're not kidding. It really is the red light district, so that was just, it was just funny for me to go there.
0: Yeah, so pretty much we walked through the whole red light district, which has the red lights in each of the windows. Part of where the name comes from. But then after that, the rest of the group decided to go off to their sex show. And then Mackenzie and I and a couple of her friends, as we said before, decided to continue on to find a club. We didn't really have one in mind. We thought we were just gonna walk around in the area because we heard that there were like a lot of clubs in that area. So we were just planning on walking around until we found one that we liked. So the first one that we stumbled upon was like a like drag bar which was such a fun experience like the hype in there was absolutely incredible
1: yeah it honestly it was kind of a mistake but i'm really glad we ended up making that mistake because like we were in there we're like yes like working (laughs) super fun it was super cool we weren't there for very long we kind of just stopped in it was kind of like super it was super crowded and wasn't really like it was more of a bar than a club like this isn't exactly what we were going for like super cool experience then we ended up leaving and we ended up finding the club where everything went down.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you remember when we were trying to figure out which club to go to and there were like two clubs next to each other and the, both of like the bouncers kept trying to get us to go to their club and they kept like offering us all these different things oh, to go there. yeah.
1: I remember that, like, do you want a cigarette? We're like, we don't smoke. It's like, do you want a free drink? I'm like, well, that's a little more tempting. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was so funny, because we ended up stumbling upon this, like, area, and there were, like, two clubs, so like, right next to each other, and, like, when we started walking, we were kind of just, like, looking, trying to, like, peer in just to kind of see which one we wanted to go into, and the bouncers, like, came out, and were, like, literally fighting over us, it was so funny, they were like, we can offer you this, we can offer you that!
1: Yeah, it was so funny, there was, like, six of us, so, like, they, like, knew we were going to buy drinks, we're, like, we want this, they're, like, do you want a cigarette? We're like, no, like, do you want a free drink? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> i remember that that's funny
0: <laughs> yeah but we ended up deciding on the one i'm pretty sure it was the one with the free drink <laughs> yeah i think it was <laughs> yeah we decided on one of them we went in and the club was actually pretty nice it kind of just felt like very similar to like clubs we have here in canada they were playing like were
1: they playing American music they were okay yeah they're yeah. playing the popular american music that you're used to i don't, I actually was surprised it literally felt like we were in canada again like i yeah. didn't know anything Except the drinks were a thousand times stronger, like a thousand. Like I asked for like a vodka rat- cranberry, which at my time was my signature drink. Literally, guys, they gave me a whiskey glass full of vodka and a splash of cranberry juice. And I'm like, wow, I am really getting what I'm paying for.
0: was <laughs> <laughs> so funny. When were you guys telling me about that? Because I didn't get any of your drinks when we went to the club, but I kind of forget it. Because I'm like, they were just so like, they really gave you what you
1: paid for. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were strong, man. But yeah that was fun we always were dancing there's like places you could stand up and dance like there's a lot of people there we we're having lots of fun we were a group before we went in we asked everyone so we're all going home together right and everyone said yes and I said this in a sober state just so everyone is aware
0: yes so we had all made like a plan that like when we were all done at the end of the night we were all going to get an uber back to our hotel and like keep in mind like the hotel that we were staying in was like slightly outside of Amsterdam. So it was like a pretty decent drive away. So we had all just planned to go back together to be a lot cheaper to just get one like Uber XL than like getting a whole bunch of separate cars. So please keep that in mind. We all agreed to go home together in a sober state.
1: (laughs) Because we where crap hits the fan. So here we are in this club and just there's six of us. Okay. So there was three girls who were completely drunk. Then there was me and Arama who had a little bit to drink, and then there's this other girl who was basically sober. So That's the states of everyone, okay? So pretty much, it was
0: getting pretty late. At this point, I think it was like getting to about like one o'clock in the morning or something
1: like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, then- and we were really tired. It's been a long day. It was only the second day there.
0: Like. <laughs> yeah, because like as you guys heard before, we like woke up at like six something in the morning. So you know, it was it was definitely pushing us a little bit but it was about one and then one of the girls Zara she was like not feeling super great because I think we just we just all had too much to drink because like from the free drinks on the canal to them getting like (laughs) drinks at the club it was just a lot um yeah so one of our friends Zara she was not feeling super great and so we were thinking like maybe it's time that we all just like head home because like Mackenzie and I were tired like she wasn't feeling good like our friend Savannah was also just, like, ready to go home. So we were like, okay, like, everybody ready? Like, let's call an Uber. We're all ready to go. Everyone was like, yeah, we should probably head back. So I went with the girl, Zara, and we went up just to call an Uber XL and just get it to come to the club so we could all go home. So I had left Mackenzie with the rest of the group. <laughs> and you can yeah. take it away from there.
1: <laughs> yeah, So uh, what, what? I think I, th- I can't remember if you told me you were going. I can't remember, but I don't really think I realized that you're going to be gone for that long. Cause I think you may have said, it, "I'll be right back," and I was like, "Okay, I got this." Two really drunk girls, one not drunk girl. How hard can this be? Hard, guy. Hard, hard. Oh my gosh. So basically, we had a uh, well, Rama was up doing her thing, calling the Uber, whatever else you ended up doing. I had a girl named Flower, and a girl named Ashley. <laughs> Who were uh both doing their own things on separate parts of the club so <laughs> i also have no idea where savannah is at this point so it's just me it's just me and two drunk girls i have no idea where savannah is so i'm me. sitting there so then flower's sitting up there she's dancing with this guy like dancing like dancing dancing and i'm like hey we're getting ready to go soon even though five minutes ago she said yeah let's go she's like no i don't want to go and i'm like Kate, okay, well, just let you know, we're leaving soon, because she was completely drunk. I'm like, we're leaving soon. Like, she went to call an Uber. We're going to go. She's like, no, no, no. I'm like, Kate, okay, whatever. I will, like, leave you for a second, whatever. You seem like you're fine. You're really obvious. I can see you. So I turn around, go to this other girl, Ashley, who's completely making out with this dude in the corner, like, completely making out with him. And I'm like, okay, Ashley, we're going to go soon. She's like, no, I don't want to go. And I'm like, how... Then I end up with two people who didn't want to go. So now Ashley's trying to drag me to the bar to get more drinks. I'm like, you definitely do not need more to drink. And she's like, well, I'm going to get more to drink. She's dragging me to the bar. I'm trying to watch her. The other girl's still dancing. Flower's still dancing. Still have no idea where Savannah is. I have no idea where Rana is at this point either. I'm like bouncing between these two girls trying to commit some time to go. And they're like, no, 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 we're fine. I'm like, no, no, We're going. We're going, the Uber is being called. We need to be outside. (laughs) Like, what the heck? So I finally managed to pry Ashley off her guy and finally find Savannah, hand her to her, and I'm like, I'm going to go find a Rama. And I turn around and you happen to be there.
0: (laughs) Yes. So... I come down and I was pretty much just up in the bathroom with Zara because she was low-key puking her guts out but you know it was really fine we called the uber it was gonna be there in like 10 minutes so I was like cool uber's ready to go like let's head out thinking that like the troops were rounded up like we were just gonna walk right out the door And <laughs> he was like yeah no no they're not ready to go like so I was like okay you know what let's split up because at this point Savannah came back so I was like okay You are going to go, like, I told Mackenzie, I'm like, you go get Flower. And then I told Savannah to go outside with Zara because she was feeling sick. And then I was like, I'll go get Ashley. Because at this point, she had managed to stumble back to the boys. Yeah, she came back. So... I was like, okay, everybody's on their mission, we meet outside. So I go and I see Ashley, once again, making out with some guy while his friend is just standing there. And I'm like, at this point, I'm just so over it. I'm like, I'm tired, I would like to go home. So I like go over there and I'm like, hey, Ashley, like Uber's almost here, like we have to go. And then she was like, totally ignoring me. This guy is like, just whatever. And then he like tries to push me onto his friend. He's like, you make out with this guy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I, think you're not understanding me. Like, I'm, we're leaving. <laughs> like, we're going. And he's like, no, I'm taking her home with me. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> it's just not happening. So I like manage to pry Ashley away from this guy, and I'm like dragging her out of the club at this point. And these men are following behind us, being like, no, I'm taking you guys home. Like all of this stuff. And I'm like, this is just not happening. <laughs> this is not happening. Yeah. But moving on to where you were at.
1: <laughs> So while that's still happening with the Ram over there, I'm with Flower. So Flower is full on grinding, twerking, making out this dude. And I'm like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to go. And I'm trying to, she's like up on this pedestal. And I'm like, okay, we're going, we're going. She's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, we're going. I could not pry her off this guy. And I'm like. Oh my gosh. I am like, I need backup. I need backup. So I like was trying forever. So Rama was successful with her girl. I wasn't. So back out. I'm like, I can't get her. I need backup. And Rama's like, okay, you deal with Zara and Ashley. Me and Savannah will go in and we'll get her. And I'm like, okay. So then I'm t- standing there with Ashley and Zara and Zara, I, didn't, I was like, "What?" she wasn't feeling, still, still wasn't feeling well. And Ashley's getting followed by these guys. They're like, are you her mom? Are you her mommy taking her home? And I'm like, yes, I'm her mom. Okay, just leave me alone. And so then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, we're going to have to head back to the Uber. I'm like, we have to head to the Uber. And I'm like, I'll just let a Rama know where we are, where the Uber is. I'm like, well, let's get these two girls to the Uber. So I, the Uber's kind of up the street. Like you can't drive into the club area. So it's like a seven minute walk away like up the street and like it's not very noticeable so i'm like i have to tell Rama where the uber is so i finally get these two girls finally to the uber <laughs> and i'm like sitting there and i'm like a rama doesn't have service or a sim card <laughs> He's gonna have no idea where this uber is because not easily accessible it's kind of far And I'm like, and she's going to be dealing with flour. And I don't know how she's going to get flour over here. She has no idea where it is. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm going to make the stupidest decision of my life. (laughs) So I go and I like give the Zara, the less drunk one, my purse. I'm like, stay in this car. And I tell the Uber driver what's going on. And I'm like, just make sure neither of them leave. Especially with my purse. Like, just don't leave. And they're like, he's like, yeah, I got you. And I'm like, okay, great. And so then I proceeded to run down the dark streets of Amsterdam by myself at <laughs> 2 in the morning with people in the, in the alleyways. And I'm like, this is great. Super safe. Highly recommend. Finally got back to the club thinking everything's gonna be okay. They got flour. I meet up with the rabbi and they're both panicking. Continue.
0: Yes. So while Mackenzie was taking Zara and Ashley to the Uber, I headed back into the club with Savannah. So I was like, yeah, this is fine. Like, whatever. We're just going to grab her and we're just going to drag her out. It's fine. Because, like, keep in mind, like, we didn't know these girls super well. Like, this was, like, two days into the trip. So I didn't really know how they were going to behave. But I just felt like it was my duty and my responsibility just to get everybody home. That's the mom and both of us. Yep. but yeah just start doing responsibility getting everybody home because when we were all more sober everybody agreed that we were going home together and I felt like it was just not right to leave somebody in the middle of a club in the red light district in Amsterdam without a way home yeah so Savannah and I head back in the club we go back up to the kind of like podium pedestal area where flower was dancing with that random boy and we get up there and she's like nowhere to be seen so I'm like weird so we're like kind of walking around the club like It's still quite packed in there. So we're kind of like walking around, just kind of trying to find Till We're like, where did she disappear to? It's been like five minutes. So then we go back to the pedestal. And I noticed that her jacket and her wallet and like her, just like the rest of her purse items are all just sitting on the pedestal. And I'm like, that, that seems like a problem. (laughs) So I'm like, it's kind of weird that she just would have left and left all of her stuff. Like, the only thing not there was her phone, which was in her back pocket. So I'm like, okay, this is getting a little sketchy. So I'm like, okay, I sent Savannah up to go check the washroom. And I'm like, okay, let me go check, like, near the bar area. So we split up, check our areas, meet back up at the pedestal. We can't find her. So then we're like, okay, slight problem. So then we go up to one of the bouncers. And I'm like, hey, like, have you seen, like, a short girl, white top, like, giving the whole description of what flower looks like? And he was like, No, like, I have no idea. Like, I saw her come in. She was with some guy. Don't really know where they went to. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was like, I think she may have been kidnapped. (laughs) Yeah. Full panicking. So we go back to the pedestal area. We pick up all of her stuff. And we head outside. And this is where I meet up with Mackenzie running down the streets
1: of Amsterdam.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Running up (laughs) us. outside and savannah and i are slightly panicked and mackenzie comes and she's like okay uber's up the street like let's go like ready to go and i'm like we lost flower
1: and at this point i was just so done i'm like you know what screw it like i'm we have two girls like we're gonna be charged so much because the uber's been waiting there for like 30 minutes at this point i'm like i like we'll, we'll call the hotel like our tour manager like let's just go and everyone and you guys are kind of like yeah I, I guess i guess like we looked around a little bit more we're like we can't find her we can't find her like she's gone like she's gone we're like okay so we go back to the uber we tell him everything that's going on he's like you should be worried i'm like that's great He's like, I really hope that you girls are okay. He ended up not charging us any extra, which, like, super nice guy, because he, like, the whole situation, he's, like, charged us the trip. and I'm like, literally, bless your living soul. Like, bless your living soul.
0: Yeah, it was literally so kind, because we were, like, at, I think at the point when we, like, all sat down, like, seatbelts on, ready to go, it was, like, 45 minutes after he had shown up so he definitely could have charged us a lot extra but I think he just saw how stressed and panicked we are <laughs> he took pity on us so thank you very much to that uber driver shout out to you fantastic service we gave you get five stars
1: exactly it was great yeah we called the hotel asked they seen her they said no they said when you come here let us know come there ask again no
0: yeah, it was just not good because, like, when we got to the hotel, we had kind of, like, slightly calmed down the Uber, but we were also kind of nervous because, like, obviously our Uber driver is kind of, like, more local to the area, and he was, like, this was not really a good place to, like, leave a girl by herself. So we were, like, oh, okay, get to the hotel, and we, like, explained to the hotel what had happened, and they're kind of, like, um, I think you guys should call the police. And we were, like, what? <laughs>
1: what yeah. <do> <laughs> yeah, they're, like, we should, you should call the police. So I think they did. I think he let the yeah. police know. We're like, that's good. We just lost someone in the red light district. Now the police has called on her, like, just to keep an eye out for her. Fantastic. That's exactly yeah, what like, needed to happen.
0: Yeah. I don't think they actually start searching until, like, a person's been gone for, like, 24 hours or something yeah. like that. But I think they just, like, alerted authorities I don't know whatever that's what the hotel did but at this point like Mackenzie said we were trying to just get a hold of our like trip manager just to let her know because like keep in mind Mackenzie and I are like 18 19 years old at this point we're like super panicked because we're like we've never done this before like it's two days into our trip we lost the girl everybody's telling us we should be like scared and calling the police
1: and we didn't know how old she
0: was we thought she was our age so we were like assuming that she was around her age, and I was like, you know, if I had been lost, I would hope people would be, like, out looking for me. Because at this point, like, we had all of her stops. We had assumed that she had, like, low-key been kidnapped. So, yeah. yeah. So we called the tour manager's room. She wasn't
1: answering. So we ended up going to bang on her door. <laughs> I woke her up. She comes out. She's like, what's wrong? Explain the whole thing. She's like, well, girls, she can make her own decision. So we're like... She's been, do you not see us holding her purse and jacket? Like, is this really her decision? She's like, don't panic till morning. We're like, great. So Ram and I pissed off, tired grumpy, trudged to bed at four in the morning. Yeah. Keep in mind, wake up call was like 7.30,
0: so so we got, three got half no hours sleep asleep. yeah we got no we got sleep it. this trip so stay tuned for part two
1: <laughs> so well, is she alive well, okay she's alive but is she yeah okay? spoiler alert she is alive. She's just, alive just know that but that's uh that was our crazy first two days in the new continent
0: yes it was a wild adventure and we're so excited to tell you guys the rest in the next episode
1: yeah so we literally love that for you and we'll talk to you next time bye